Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, October 27th, 2023. As always, if you do have a question or topic that you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We will be more than happy to get your question or topic onto the show. Let's talk a little bit about what has happened in the market uh, since uh, last time we did speak. Um, things have gotten way more interesting. We told you we're getting closer and closer to figuring out exactly what is happening with this market. Uh, one of the things I want to make sure we did touch on was the GDP number, gross domestic product, uh, that did come out uh, yesterday morning, uh, and it rose 4.9% uh, versus the uh, third quarter uh, estimate was 4.7%. Now, some people would be like, oh my gosh, the economy's on fire. Now, remember, this is a backwards-looking number, so that's one of the things that you have to look at. It can be adjusted. Uh, remember, they'll have two more readings. It can be adjusted. Why 4.9 is great. Um, the odds of seeing anywhere close to this over the next six to eight quarters would, would be absolutely shocking if you, if you actually did. So I just want to put that in perspective. It's a backwards-looking number. It's, and some people are like, that does or doesn't drive the market. I don't think it usually does that much unless it's a huge surprise. This was a slight surprise on the upside, uh, but that's okay. Um, but that is something that you always want to pay attention to is the, the GDP numbers because, remember, the, the definition is still my definition. They can say whatever they want, but you get two negative quarters in a row. GDP would, would be a recession. Whether the first quarter is going to be positive or negative, uh, only, only time, will, or I should say, what's reported in the first quarter, which will be for the fourth quarter, probably will be positive. It's when you start reporting the second quarter or in the second quarter, which reports the first quarter, that is more than likely when you'll start to see it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually positive here uh, for this fourth quarter coming into this year. However, there has been, and people keep saying, well, the spending's up, the spending's up, the spending's up. Yes, the spending is up, but the savings is down, the savings is down, the savings is down, which is telling me that people are draining assets to be able to go ahead and make these purchases. So you're, you're just seeing all the telltale signs that we are heading, uh, headed into a recession, at least in, in my book at this point in time. Uh, some of the other things that have happened there on Friday, Friday we had the big down day uh, that continued for last Thursday and into Friday. Uh, basically figured, okay, it's gonna go lower. Where, where's that actually set us up for? And we're talking about the S&P 500. Again, that's SPX. You cannot buy or sell directly into the S&P 500. However, with this being said, I still think this is a big correction happening on the downturn. Uh, a, B, C, D. I think we're going to finish E here within the next day or two. Uh, if it's doesn't doesn't get, if it's not already, you know, we're we're like on that that area is where we are. I, I said last week I thought it would be, uh, you know, that we would be coming out of it. However, it stayed down here, and and here we are. Um, the the bigger range is 4106 to 4168. However, based on the moves that happened here in the last couple of days, probably can even pinpoint that down and get that a little tighter, which would actually move the range uh, closer to 4170 
to 41.45, which also happens to be, if you were drawing a parallel line from the August 18th low that happened there and just draw it across, it absolutely would hit it to a T, which would keep it in the downward channel that has been going on here. With all that being said, what I do believe has a higher probability of happening here is that there will be a three to five week rally. And there's several reasons for that. Number one's momentum. Momentum's telling you that, that it is down. The pattern chart-wise tells you it's down. Well, how do you know it's A, B, C, D, E versus a one, two, three, four, five? Well, the reason for that is the wave four cut into the wave one, which is an overlap. So that tells me that it's either gotta be a, a beginning diagonal or that it has to just be a correction. It's the only really way that it can be at this point in time. The odds of it being a beginning diagonal um, aren't very good based on the longer term charts uh, off of this. So not saying it can't be, I mean, we'll keep that option open. But what I would expect here is a three to five week rally. Um, talked about this last two weeks that we're getting closer and closer. Uh, as we do look at the weekly on the S&P 500, it has now actually remained in um, on an oversold basis now. Uh, it's quite ridiculous. Uh, four weeks, which is about the max. You could technically say it's even eight weeks because uh, it came out and then moved back in. But I go, I go from when it moved back in. Uh, usually this is the max. The max time frame actually has November 1st on a weekly basis is the max time frame to get this, get this completed. Um, which just happens to be uh, November 1st, also next week, is also the Fed meeting, which the expectation is for no rate hikes to happen. Uh, again, we haven't had a rate hike uh, since May, so we've just been sitting here just watching. However, get a 4.9% GDP. I know it's a backwards number, but that's not how the people at the Fed think. Wouldn't be surprised if you do get a 25% a basis point uh, higher as we do go into uh, December. So that's something else to keep in mind uh, if you are paying very close attention to what is happening there. So my expectations would be the, the trend line, um, you know, basically got touched yesterday. It, 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 you can always have some overthrow. People, people get too hung up on trend lines. Overthrow by 1%, either to the upside or downside, that can happen. I mean, that's interday trading. That, that, that's just par for the course, so I wouldn't get too, too worked up about those kind of things uh, as you are seeing that. But as you, do, as you are looking at these charts and you are looking at, at where we are, at least position-wise, um, I, I don't expect, I mean, even if this does ex so-called explode to the upside, I, I don't really see this going to be new highs or anything else. However, I will say that there is a gap up around 4,700 that could get filled. So I would say, if you're asking me, you could have almost a seven to eight percent upside to the high side. However, there's two gaps here that are lower than this uh, that need to get filled as well, which is down another four percent from here. So if someone's going to ask me, wh wh where do you think it's going to be uh, between now and the end of the year? Somewhere in between those two points, either uh, up about negative eight or down about negative four or five. That's just the based on time frames and other things. That's just sort of where 
where you sort of need to put the goalpost at this point in time if you're asking where it should be. However, as I said, the next three to five weeks should be up. Seasonality takes place here. People start spending for Christmas. There's um, also work that has been done um, the year before presidential elections almost always dips down into October and then it rallies for uh, four to six weeks. That is absolutely normal in most cases. And when you have timing, when you have the pattern that works out that way, uh, when you have momentum that is working out that way, and you start having all of, all of these things um, taking place, then that is telling you that, you know, more than likely, I would, I would expect sometime in a day or two, we're going to get a nice little kick and it's going to continue on for a few weeks to the upside. Again, it might not get above 4,600, but still, if you're at 4,200 and it goes to 4,600, guess what? I mean, that's a 10% move to the upside. So it's just something to keep in mind here because the seasonality really does have an effect on these kind of things. And as well as whenever you have all the setups uh, with, the, with the timing and the price and the, the charting and the momentum, it just is a, it's just, you want to be very much aware of that. If you do look at the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average, you know, it's oversold right now on a weekly basis. The, the daily probably could actually be down another day or two on it. The Russell 2000, um, you know, that, that's, that's a new low that it was, uh, that it had carved out here for, for years that it just hit. I mean, it's basically a, a trend line. More than likely, if you drew a, if you looked at the, uh, Russell 2000 and drew a line across the bottom of that, you would hit two other points. If you looked up at the top and drew a line across, you would hit three points. Guess what's probably going to happen on this next one? It's probably going to try to move up to that, that trend line upward. Uh, just saying over time, it might try. Now, again, at some point in time, this fails and it breaks one way or the other. That's what you got to be on the lookout for. Uh, the weekly is oversold. The NASDAQ, um, it has continued to come down. It has been oversold for, for over four weeks. Uh, if you're going to get technical, you could even say 10 weeks, uh, continues to move downward. The big tech stocks haven't performed as well as people would like. And when it comes to earnings, there's different things to be on the lookout for. And we're going to talk about that right after this break. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real answer right back after this short break. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, you send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Uh, we talked before the break about earnings and you know some of the things that you need to be paying attention to. And it's usually the things that are always reported very quickly quickly if you're looking at someone's earnings is the top line the top line is the revenue number that's how much money you actually brought in the bottom line which is the, the way it's reported in the business world is earnings per share 
because it's outstanding stock. And with that, that is basically telling you what your profitability is after all the expenses. Now, some people think that the reports live and die on this. There's a reason why none of it really matters that much. Sure, you wanna have companies that have revenue and most of them do. The big question is, do they have profit? And some people are like, well, they beat on the top line, they beat on the bottom line. That means their stock's gonna be up, right? Not so fast, my friend, because the whole key to the thing is this. It's expectations going forward. It's the guidance going forward that sets the tone. You could beat uh, largely on the upside on the revenue. You could be profitable as you've ever been. And if you, re if you report, well, next quarter sales are going to be down by 20%, I can tell you that stock is going down. So people are like, well, how do you know if the earnings reported was good or bad? It's the same barometer that we all use. Watch what their stock prices does in the next day or two. That's the barometer that it should be, not whether it beats on revenue or it beats on earnings, because that is what's going to tell you what, what has happened here. I mean, Google, prime example on Tuesday, it was, uh, they, they released their earnings. And again, it's not a recommendation to buy or sell. Um, but Google, you know, they report earnings. It, uh, it jumped 46% to $1.55 a share. That sounds great. Gross revenue is up 11%. How, however, though, the Google said cloud computing revenue rose by 22% to only $8.4 billion, and they were expecting 8.64. So it doesn't sound like it's that bad, but when you start looking at the expectations going forward, that, that is what, what happened. And Microsoft, on the other hand, has a great quarter. It looks like they're taking share from Google in the cloud component and some of these other things and in the battle for the artificial intelligence. And guess what happened when Microsoft came out? Poof, it goes flying up. Go back to another one that, that came out this week, which was, uh, oh, I'm still going to call it Facebook, uh, Meta. Meta uh, comes out, you know, it, it has really good, boom, it, so it, it's, it's, one of, it's one of these things where it all looks good, but then what happened to Meta stock? I mean, even though it came out, they still said they were doing this, and that's how their stock was down. Uh, I think it was down about $13 yesterday, down about 4-some percent. Um, so it, it, even if you have good, good, it can still be bad because no one really cares about what happens in the past. The stock market is pricing for what it thinks it knows in the future. Not what it knows, what it thinks it knows in the future. And that's how these things get priced. And that's why when everyone says, well, did they have good earnings or not? And I said, it doesn't really matter. What matters is what the stock price does after earnings, because that's basically that that is the judgment that is being passed on them rightfully or wrongfully. I talked about this a little bit um, a few weeks ago, but I still want to make sure people understand this. If the stock goes from $30 in one year, to $60, so we're up 100%, and then comes back down to 30. Was the stock really worth double, and did the stock really lose half its price? Or do people just not know exactly what to put prices on and people are speculating? It's because people are speculating. The business isn't gonna usually go up 100% and then down 50% and do all this stuff very quickly. Uh, and that's what people need to understand. It, it is a expectation that people have and there's speculators out there there's people look at the charts all the time and depending on whatever trend or matrix that they're looking at they will go ahead and invest in a stock for hours or days or whatever their limited time frame is to do that 
when most normal investors are out there trying to invest for the long term. And that's the key part that uh, you have to understand. Just because most, actually, I don't know any of mine that would be satisfied with me if we were day trading because we just don't do it. I mean, we don't, you know, you're not going to see trades like that. Uh, with the clients I have, and I've really never been, even before I had my own business, was never really in anything that continued to um, put put the self in, in in that kind of position where you had to worry about that kind of stuff. Because I've just I've just never done that. But there's plenty of traders and other people that do do that stuff on a daily and hourly basis, and sometimes that's all they do. However, most of them realize they're not very good at it after a while. I mean, as I said, it's just like these people coming out with those reports. Well, you know, there we are. Okay. Uh, Google stocks down was down about 10% there on Tuesday. Guess what everyone's going to do. They're all going to rewrite the reports. Oh, now we don't see uh, Google at this price. We now we're going to lower our price target. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's after that's all noise. I, I wouldn't put too much stock in any analysts that do this because some of them, that's basically how they're trying to make their career and they get paid to try to be right on this stuff. And really they're just absolutely guessing if all they're doing is basing it off of uh, some sort of numbers that are in the past. And that's the way most of those numbers are reported. Uh, moving on to 30 year uh, U.S. Treasuries and looking at those. Why they have, they got above 5%, uh, they have come back down um, the, the yield, which means the, the price has actually gone up. Remember, when the price goes down, the yield goes up. However, I think there's going to be one more pretty big move to the downside that is going to happen before you find a bottom in there. If you're really trying to catch the bottom, I don't think it's there yet. If you don't really care, you, you, you get in now because more than likely it's going to go the other way, at least from a yield perspective at this point in time. As we continue to look at the markets that are taking place there, uh, with the yields on these treasuries um, run through some of these real quick with you three month is at 5.47 six is at 5.54 the two is at 5.05 the seven is at 4.92 the 10 is at 4.90 remember we we're just at five last friday into monday kind of uh the 20 is at 5.25 and that 30 is at 5.05 so all of those things there are just um you got to be playing, paying close attention to those. That that's what's driving the market more than anything that's actually happening on the equity side at this point in time. I would expect it to get down, uh, more than likely down into the 106 range is what I would expect on the 30 year. I mean, right now it's at 108. I would expect it to get down to to 106. More than likely, it would find at least a um, daily and weekly um, bottom there, but it could be a monthly bottom. Uh, depends on exactly what continues to happen with interest rates. So you got to just sort of stay tuned there and be paying close attention to it. Let's look at the dollar. The dollar should be continuing downward, uh, at least on a daily basis. The weekly um, should be down for another two or three weeks. Bitcoin, very interesting here. Just had major spike up in the last three or four days. Everyone thinks that the stuff's going to go on to exchanges and they'll actually be able to have a exchange-traded fund here in the U.S., which is going to actually be marked by actual Bitcoin. So the speculators are out there driving the price up. Uh, I told you, you know, more than likely it's going to fall back down to 25. Well, it very well still can. I mean, it's extremely overbought right now. It actually is getting up into the range where eventually we thought it would be before it really drops down. Uh, so you're getting close to that. So you may be closer to the end than you are the beginning, at least with Bitcoin at this point in time. 
Uh, looking at oil, oil continues down, should be down for another couple days. The weekly, mm, trying to kick up, but I think it's going to be down for another couple weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll see. They're still expect to get somewhere down around $80 is, is where we would expect. Yeah, gasoline prices now at about three twenty-five is what it is. I don't think that's going to last for very long, folks, but you do have it at least at this point in time, so you want to want to be paying attention to that. Uh, gold, gold is one of those that uh, still it is coming down um, and will continue probably to come down here for a little bit. Um, could It's hard to say on this one because it seems like it should be dropping another 50 or 60 bucks before it's a good buy. Um, but it also could be one of those where there's so many people trying to pile in thinking that this market is going to absolutely crash that it just continues higher. So you do need to be aware of that. Silver is at a daily, uh, it's oversold and the weekly probably have another week or two on the upside, at least with silver. Uh, we do need to go to a short break. When we come back, we're going to hit up uh, some of those commodity prices as well, um, being the corn and soybeans. Uh, as always, if you do have a question or topic you'd like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Uh, you follow us again on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real answers right back after this short break. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question, topic you would like to hear on a show, a stock you would like to hear from, please just give it to us. We'll be more than happy to put it on here. 812-316-2079. You can follow us on Facebook, X. Uh, send an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Let's talk a little about the commodities. There are different, uh, man, the commodity is is a really weird situation. Uh, I know a lot of farmers are actually probably trying to finish up if they haven't already had a machine breakdown on them because the weather's just been so nice and good. Uh, most of them should be getting very close to uh, to getting done, depending on how many acres they're doing. But as we look at uh, continuous contract on soybeans, the daily should be near a low. The weekly is also um, should be up for another two weeks. As we look at a November contract, it's at 1278. Uh, it was down 10. Um, very close. It looks like a prime position in soybeans. That I think that not only is that a weekly and monthly, but that could even almost be a, a yearly low that has happened here in soybeans. Corn? Boy, I wish I had better news on the corn. The corn has been pretty flat. It stayed sideways to down here. It hasn't got to overbought in over two months. Uh, and that's on a daily basis, not even a weekly basis. The corn weekly says that it is overbought and should be down. So it may be making new lows. As we do look at CZ3, the uh, December corn, uh, the weekly, it's overbought. The daily is oversold, maybe down another day or two. I, I'm just curious here if this doesn't set a new low. And, and unfortunately, if you go back to what the low was, uh, and if you're looking at that on a 
interday basis. I believe it got down to 40.67 and closed there uh, 40.76 is the lowest close it looks like that I see here. That goes back for years. I mean, that gets you back a couple years. Uh, so the corn is mm, the soy, soybeans ideal position for a low. The corn, man, I wish I had better news for you. I think it's going to hit a new low. Uh, that's just the the way that it's currently set up at this point in time. Uh, as we are as we are looking at that, um, the continuation here, uh, the commodities though. The one thing that the the only positive I will say for corn is you're more than likely getting yourself in a situation where you are getting closer to the bottom, uh, and why that might not take place for another. It might be near near December before you find that you should be getting closer to the bottom uh, with this move, especially if it does break it um, on on the downside there, because it appears that you got a one, two, three, four. This would be the fifth wave down. If you're calling that a fourth wave from the September to this move, then you would have a, have it down and try and do this real quick for you. The number to look at possibly, mm, it's not pretty. Uh, man, it could get all the way down to, to 4049 to 4041 um, based on charting here. Uh, so that that would be the if someone was going to ask if you're going to ask me uh, that would be sort of where I would look at that um, to try to find the low uh, because I do think it's going to be down for another uh, three to five weeks based on the current pattern position that it is in so that that's what's happening there uh, next week's the big Fed meeting that is the one thing that people uh, do need to be on the lookout for. Uh, usually the markets do start to change uh, right around those Fed announcements. Uh, again, I expect it to be 2 o'clock Eastern time next Wednesday. I expect him to say that uh, we're going to leave rates unchanged. What's going to matter is sort of what is in the wording that he says there. More importantly, it's going to be between that 2.30 and th usually it's about an hour long. 2.30 to 3.30 uh, is the press conference where uh, – Fed Chair Jerome Powell does take uh, questions and answers there, and that usually that has the biggest potential to possibly move the markets is those kind of things. As we are looking out at uh, some of the other numbers that are uh, about to uh, come out or be paying attention to uh, would be the oh the. Uh, the jobs report that comes out November 3rd. Uh, next crop report is November 9th. Oh, the OPEC report is November 13th. CPI is on November 14th and PPI is on November 15th. Uh, so that, that right there are the big ones, uh, that will be coming out, uh, here in here in the next few weeks to, to pay attention to, uh, the other thing to pay close attention to the Republicans, they, they actually, uh, after three weeks, they finally did get a, um, they got a speaker for the house. Uh, I think it was Ford that cut the deal with the, uh, United auto workers. So it's gotta be ratified by the membership, but, uh, looks like they're getting closer to cutting a deal there and you also have the government shutdown which is set for uh november 17th which was the one that they punted on last month 
So with all that being said, there's, there's a lot of dynamics, including the Middle East and whatever else can possibly transpire uh, here, here over the next few weeks that you just want to be paying attention to. But pay close attention to those interest rates. That's going to that's going to people are keeping their eye on that 10 year because that's what a lot of things are based on. The average car price keeps coming up. Um, you got to have really good credit even to get seven or eight percent on a new car at this point in time, unless you got got one of the deals they have going on. So I uh, definitely want to watch that and pay very close attention to that and see if it doesn't spike back up above five at some point in time. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week.